On a, a podcast with us uh, now, it's Jared Larson, formerly of Sig. What? Hello. Hello. Did you, you uh, Jared? You say something there? I didn't catch all of it. No, I'm just chilling. I'm waiting. Well, you sound pretty mellow. How are you yeah. settling into your new digs? Uh, not too shabby. Just uh, left the paper for the day, got there at 8 a.m., and now it's 3 p.m., and uh, just ra- uh, relaxing. Going to wait until the results of tonight's winter set meet comes out for cross-country and then do a little article on that. But it's hot down here again. It's about 95 degrees with the heat index, so I'm just now cozy in my apartment talking with you guys. Perfect. It couldn't get any better than that, could it? No, if there was AC in here, maybe it could be better. Ooh. My apartment right now, only 79 degrees on the inside, which is about five degrees cooler than it normally is. Well, yeah, it could be a lot worse. We're kind of warm over here in Oskaloosa today as well. Uh, so you've gone from uh, southeast Iowa to southwest Iowa. You're in Creston now, correct? Correct, yeah. And you're finding things uh, fine over there. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, who won the uh, last week's predictions with the football games, high school and college? Do you know? Uh, probably me, but I did not take notes of it. It was round, guy. Oh, boo. Well, I'm, I'm just as upset about that as you are, Jared. Well, you should be. Actually, I'm quite pleased with how it turned out. Uh, tell him, Dave. I uh, I was uh, five and one. He was five and one, and you and I were four and two. That's not too bad. Well, it's uh, it's not as bad as it could be. In fact, it's fairly close. But I think uh, I nonetheless have bragging rights, at least uh, for a few more days. Yeah. Well, we haven't beat the round guy yet, but we'll keep trying. So. Uh, Let's go over last week's matchups. All right. So starting with Fairfield, they beat Atumwa, who's now 0-2, 27-7. to Oskaloosa beat Knoxville, 35-0. Sigourney Kyoto beat Mid-Prairie, 42-12, after being up 14-6 at halftime. Pekin... They lost uh, 30 to 14. And yeah. That was the only game I was uh, incorrect, was Pekin, I believe. Pekin of Packwood. Uh, Oskaloosa's going to have their hands full this weekend. Tell us a little bit about Oskaloosa uh, and Burlington. Yeah, so that is a matchup of two 2 and 0 teams. Uh, Burlington does not pass a lot. Um, their quarterback, Kanye Baker, a senior, has only completed one pass out of six attempts for 56 yards to the leading rusher on the team, who has 432 yards and seven touchdowns on 38 attempts. And Oskaloosa, they're a little bit more multiple, which means they can pass and run as their quarterback has 389 passing yards so far this season with five touchdowns. Whoa. And their leading rusher 
uh, for Oskaloosa. Daryl Fain has two touchdowns on 22 attempts, including 212 rushing yards. What about um, the Des Moines uh, CIML uh, League? They they seem to get a lot of press, more so than in some of the other schools scattered around uh, central Iowa. What do you know about uh, some of those schools that are uh, settling in on pretty good records? Yep. Uh, so Southeast Polk is the number one school in 5A. I uh, just filled out my AP form to vote for them as the number one team in 5A uh, because they've got many good standout players such as Caden Proctor and uh, who is a big offensive tackle, five-star, number three or number four in the class of 2023, Xavier Nwankpa, um, another five-star, but he's a safety and team-wide in the Central Iowa Metro League, uh, Council Bluffs Lincoln is 2-0. and My Ames High Little Cyclones are 1-1. One and one. I'm not even sure how accurate this is. Oh, I'm wrong. I don't think Southeast Polk is in this. Oh, they are. Okay. Uh, using a new website to get sports information. So yeah, Southeast Polk two and zero, Cedar Rapids Prairie or this Prairie View, my bad, Prairie View rather two and zero, Linmar two and zero, Waverly Shell Rock two and zero, um, Port Dodge is two and zero, but as for a Metro team, Des Moines Hoover, they're zero and two, um, Des Moines North is one and zero, Lincoln is zero and one. And Valley, they've lost. Yeah. I've been counting wrong. I was looking at the home side, but they're one and one. And Dowling, I believe they're undefeated. Nope, they're one and one as well. So lots of 500 in the teams we conventionally think of as this BIML. And I can't forget Des Moines East, but they are also one and one. Now, uh, Jared is back to Southeast Polk. They're two and zero, and they look pretty strong. What, uh, if any, team in the state uh, has produced a a better uh, athlete than Southeast Southeast Polk with uh, Kyle Orton having uh, represented Iowa in the NFL for a number of seasons. Would the next one be Alan Lazard, or is there anybody else? Uh, Jeff Woody went to Southeast Polk, former Iowa State fullback, who I stood next to in the end zone at Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday. Um, but going on to the next level, you think Spencer Brown down uh, in southwest Iowa, my neck of the woods, I cover them, an eight-player got drafted in the third round by the Buffalo Bills, and now he's on their 53-man roster. So, Okay. Well, uh, can you tell us about Sigourney? Sure. So the Cobras were up 
14-6 at halftime against Mid Prairie. This upcoming week, they play Centerville, who's 2-0. and They play at Centerville. The Reds are led by their quarterback, Sawyer Wardlow, who's thrown for 469 yards. And whereas uh, for Sigourney Kyoto, as you know, they're very rush-heavy. And for those of you that don't know, their Inglewing spin-back offense is very hard to explain over the phone, but Sigourney Kyoto has 615 rushing yards through two games, and they averaged 5.9 yards per carry. And it's really just kind of a cloud of dust option offense. So they'll be taking on the Big Reds in a battle of 2-0 and teams at 7 p.m. But last week when they played Mid-Prairie, a team they beat 27-21 last year, uh, Cade Malnick threw one pass for 33 yards and a touchdown to Levi Crawford. Uh, junior Cole Clarahan had an interception in this game, and Malnick was the leading rusher with 248 yards on the ground That's on 32 attempts, and he had three rushing touchdowns. Excellent. How about uh, this Fairfield team? They're off to a big start. For sure, yeah. They're 2-0. and and they're going to be playing Fort Madison, who's also 2-0 at Fort Madison, the Bloodhounds. Um, as mentioned last week, they uh, beat Ochumla 27-7, and the week prior they won 27-18, whereas Fort Madison, their defense is staunch uh, as they've won uh, their opening game against Kia Cup 43-0, and last week they beat the West Burlington Falcons 23-0. This offense um, doesn't look that productive on paper as they have only passed 20 times and rushed 34 times, but it's good enough to get them victories. But going up against Fort Madison and with senior Austin Ensminger for the Bloodhounds, he has two interceptions. I don't think Fairfield will win, especially because Port Madison has won the last two games in the series, 55-12 to 12 last year and 23-16 to 16 in 2019. Jared Larson is with us, our guest, as we discuss some of the high school football picks this weekend. Are there any other high schools uh, that you feel the need to talk about? Otherwise, I want to get on to the <laughs> elephant in the room, if you will, that other game uh, being played over at your alma mater. Yeah, uh, the one thing I do want to say, uh, after uh, dropping one year to Class 1A, uh, Odable Arthur Battle Creek, Ida Grove, the Falcons, OABCIG, won the 2A title two years ago, won the 1A title last year after beating Sigourney Kyoto in the semis. They're back to being number one in Class 2A. But uh, if you want to talk about the elephant in the room and where I'll be heading after covering Creston's game at Denison Schleswig with former Cyclone Kamari Cotton Moya, ask me anything. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm confident uh, you're going to be in attendance this Saturday. This is true. And I'm confident you're going to be pulling for the Cyclones. 
Well, because I'm covering the game, I can't pull for anybody. But yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But there to cover the game, and I'm excited for the opportunity. Okay, but let's just uh, set aside for a moment your uh, reporting, non-biased, of course. Uh, who do you like and why? So, when Matt Campbell has week one games with Iowa State, it's always very vanilla. Um, Brock didn't force any throws. Reese looked as good as he could, even though he was allegedly dinged up. And uh, the absence of Charlie Kohler hurt, but he'll be playing Saturday. And I know Iowa put a good hurt on however those jerseys were misspelled for Indiana. But I think Campbell will have the guys fired up. Tyler Goodson, running back for Iowa, said it's their Super Bowl regarding today's football game, which is a stark contrast to what eight-year basketball player Jordan Bohannon said in December when he said it's our Super Bowl. So which is it, Iowa? I don't know, but I do know that I think the Cyclones can probably win this one in a squeaker. And I think Orion Vance, a linebacker that got dinged up on Saturday, should be ready to go. Okay, Jared, let me ask you this. Uh, we're in, you're playing in Ames. Uh, where do you give the edge to Iowa State, who uh, had kind of a... a you know, a uh, close one uh, against the Panthers, uh, and or Iowa, uh, who came off what some would consider a kind of a route to a team that was very closely ranked to them. So which team do you give the edge, and, and again, why? So I didn't see any of the Iowa-Indiana game. I know that Riley Moss, had two interceptions and that they held Indiana to a field goal in each half. But looking at the stats, Petrus had 14 incompletions and Tyler Goodson barely didn't even get to 100 yards. So with the fact of the matter, and I got to make sure that I might, yep, Riley Moss had two interceptions. Bing Belton had one. Um, and good punching from Tory Taylor. I just think the Cyclones are more multiple. What you saw last week, it's just a boring week one game for Campbell. It's kind of his process. Okay. Well, uh, before we get into making our picks this week, we haven't talked about Pekin. Can you tell us what happened there, or is there any good news? Uh, the only good news is they don't play again until Friday. They're 0-2, and they're playing a similarly 0-2 team in the North Cedar Knights. Uh, Pekin has more passing yards on the season and more rushing yards. So I'm not sure what will happen. These teams last met in 2011 when Pekin won 47-6. And that was a season where Pekin 
got they were up 33-0 at half, and then 2010 North Cedar won 27-0. So I'm not sure they got a stout defensive player. North Cedar does in Tyler Jackson, but it's 21 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. So I don't know. They could win. All right. Do you got anything before we do the picks? I want to. I want to do my picks. Okay. Well, the first game we're going to pick is not one we've discussed, but it's an eight-man football game, and I think it's the biggest matchup in Southeast Iowa this week. It's Winfield at New London. I believe New London is ranked fifth. But uh, could you tell us about Winfield's quarterback? Of course. Yeah. So Winfield, they've got a good quarterback. Uh, indeed, uh, he has 19 touchdowns on the year. Cam Buffington, he's passed for 10 and he's rushed for eight of them. So I don't know how the math works. Maybe he's had a receiving touchdown. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I am sure that Buffington can score from all angles of the field. And they beat Moravia 84-34. And they've beaten Iowa Valley 66-42. But that's kind of to be expected as it is eight-man ball. And I still don't know how it says he has 19 touchdowns when it shows 18 on my stat sheet. But he's completed 70% of his passes or 21 of 30 for 555 yards. So if you're averaging... 26.4 yards per completion and 10 of your 21 passes are touchdowns. If thrown for one interception, that's a pretty good quarterback rating. So much so it would be about 225.4 for those that know the stats. What about this New London team? They're pretty tough. Of course. Any team is tough when it comes to eight-man ball because you just have to make sure that if you steal the edge, you'll be all right. But if you don't steal the edge, uh, you might have some problems. But the only team that the New London Tigers have played was against Calamus Wheatland in a 52-6 win over the Warriors. So they don't have that much game experience yet, but New London has won the past five matchups dating back to 2016 with scores such as 38 to 0, 52 to 14, 82 to 8, and 44 to 0. So who are you going with this week? I'm going to give it to Mount Union. New London, you mean? No, Winfield Mount Union. The oh, Winfield Mount Union, okay. What about you, Round Guy? I like New London. And I'm going to agree with Round Guy. I like New London. I just think... Oh, I get it. I get it. You're going to go with me and all my picks, huh? Well, we'll see. (laughs) Okay, now, Fairfield to Fort Madison. What's the breakdown on that game? The breakdown on the Fairfield-Madison game is uh, it probably won't be like the game they played on October 5th, 2012, where the Trojans won 8-7. Uh, but it looks like Fort Madison, because they haven't allowed any points 
and they're 2-0, and pretty multiple, but leaning towards passing as they have about 400 passing yards, and their leading rusher has just over 100 yards. Um, with that, I think the Bloodhounds are going to be out smelling for blood. So, uh, who you got? Fort Madison. And you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm going to take Fort Madison. Fairfield's won two games, but the two teams they beat were are both 0-2. So that's... I'm going to go with Fairfield. He's going with Fairfield. All right. So uh, Oskaloosa would be the other, other one high school one we're picking. Yeah, the lowdown on Oski. They're playing 2-0 Burlington, as aforementioned. And Burlington's going to try to run them to the ground because they are greyhounds, after all. And Oskaloosa is going to try to pass and run just as much against the greyhounds. So... I think the ability to be multiple will be helpful for Oskaloosa, so I'm going to give it to them. Your turn. Uh, let's see. Well, I got to go with Oscaloosa. Oscaloosa. I also am going with Oscaloosa. Oh, so I'm teaming my pick now. Now, uh, what about... Let him, he didn't pick yet, did he? Oh, you haven't, you haven't picked? Oh, I did. Oscaloosa. Yeah, that's what he oh, said. Okay. 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 All right, the Iowa-Iowa State game. Because I know you're all in Southeast Iowa, and I'm not. <laughs> Iowa State. Iowa State, he said. And I'll yep. go. Okay. No, I thought last week Iowa looked much better than Iowa State. I mean, they just looked complete completely destroyed the other team and Iowa State struggled and had a lot of trouble. But Iowa State's at home and I'm an Iowa State fan so I'm going to pick Iowa State. Well, and that's my vote. Uh, And I think for the reason I asked uh, Jared, you know, Iowa's going to come in with the mentality that uh, they they pretty much beat up a, a ranked team and they're going to come in a little cocky. Iowa State, nationally ranked team, but they really had to pull it out at the end. They didn't play that well, so this week they're working that much harder, and I think for that reason they're going to beat the Hawkeyes. All right, so we'll move on to the UNI game. They're playing uh, Sacramento State, and they're on the road. What's the breakdown there? So the Sacramento State Hornets, they beat Dixie State 19-7 to last week. And uh, Asher O'Hara for the Hornets had went 13 of 21 for 119 yards and two touchdowns. And yeah, the end of the score after the first quarter was 5-0, Hornets over Trailblazers. So weird game. And you and I, I think they'll be all right. Will McIlvain. Real good quarterback. Yes, I realize it's in California, but from what I saw, I think you and I could have a decent season. Okay. Now, uh, so you're going with you and I. What about, uh, I'll go next. 
I'm going to go with you and I, too. I really was impressed with the way they played Iowa State. Seemed like they're playing uh, capable of playing with anybody. So I'm going to I'm going to go with you and I. Well, that's where I go uh, along with you guys. Uh, you and I coming off a kind of a tough loss. Uh, they didn't play well enough to win. I think this week they're working out and and a little hungrier to avenge that loss. And therefore, I believe they'll win Saturday. Okay. We're going to do Drake. So, Drake is playing the Montana State Bobcats. And Drake lost, or no, Drake won, sorry, looking at Montana State. Uh, the Montana State Bobcats almost beat Mount West, and then Mount West, Wyoming Cowboys, falling 19 to 16. So Matthew McKay, 19 of 28 for 200 yards, two touchdowns. They're uh, running back Isaiah Ifonse, uh 16 carries, 103 yards. So based on them playing Montana State, or them playing Wyoming, lots of words to keep straight, close. And because it's a home game, Sorry, Connor Ferguson, but I'm going for Montana State. Montana State, he goes. I I like their chances. Uh, I think Montana State beats Drake. Montana State. And I learned a lesson last week by picking against Drake and getting embarrassed. I'm going to pick Drake. So there's a few different ones this week. Uh, Anything you want to mention we haven't mentioned yet, Jared? Uh, no, I'm just excited that College Game Day is coming to Ames. Um, I'm looking at being there Friday to get some pictures and content. And then I got to go cover a game. And then I'll be back Saturday. Hope I can make it back before midnight so I can get about three hours of sleep. And then I'll be up from 5 a.m. until <laughs> whenever that game's over. And then if I have a few wins, well, I will find some friends. <laughs> we appreciate you being on for one reason, especially is because you're every time you're on, we get the highest ratings. So, well, might be the first time I've ever been told that. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, Jared. Thanks for all the good information. Uh, we and Jared, how, how can people follow your stories about various teams that you're covering over there in Southwest Iowa? Sorry, could you say that again? How can people uh, get a hold of your website or, or your uh, social media so they can keep up on how the, the stories you're co- reporting on in Southwest Iowa? Oh, yes. My bad. Uh, you know how good the Internet connection in Southeast Iowa is. It's great. There's a reason I have you invented the computer with Dr. Zatas often Barry. Um, so the newspaper I write for is PrestonNews.com. But if you want my personal takes, uh, look me up, J-A-R underscore. So if you hit the shift key and then the hyphen on your keyboard, it's like a line and then L-A-R because people call me Jarlar. If you want to check out my official work Twitter, that's kind of a work in progress. So that will be at CNA Sports. But that's only for sports. If you want my actual humor, my actual takes, 
jar underscore water will be your friend. And CrestonNews.com is the newspaper that I write for. Perfect. Jared Larson, we appreciate your time, brother. Go get some air conditioning. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks for everything. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Kept us up. He keeps us up on the high school football, doesn't he? Sure does. Well, uh, that was another episode. We'll uh, put this one in the book. We'll get one more done today. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We've got a YouTube uh, channel now. Round by the podcast YouTube. Get over there and subscribe.